Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. I will never get tired of saying that. I will never stop believing that every day that I take a breath is a great day. I am forever grateful for this day. And uh, for those of you on my Business of Happiness Hive group, my private Facebook group, you know that May is always gratitude month. So this month I am just so grateful and so aware of the gratitude I have for everything in my life. Today, we're talking about common humanity and why we need one another. You know, it's such an interesting thing during COVID. I think a lot of us had some separation from our usual groups of friends, our usual playmates, and we did some reassessing along the way and finding which relationships really were very important to us, which ones we needed to hold on to, and which ones were no longer serving us. But in this journey, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but there has been an interesting superpower that I've identified in sharing and finding common ground with others. It's almost like there's a necessary healing that needs to happen there. Tales from a Dental Chair, again this week in this podcast episode, it struck me so deeply this week. I had a new patient who was meeting me for the first time. She's gone through a lot of trauma in her life. Some deep, significant wounds there, not related to dentistry, some personal trauma, some really violent history with her family members that ended in death and in incarceration. And this has traumatized her deeply. There were many triggers in the dental office, just of medical equipment that were reminding her of family autopsies and really putting her in a place of pain. And interestingly, her teeth told a story of an accident that she had lost some teeth. It was a a surfing accident. She'd knocked out a few teeth and she'd lived with this smile, missing a few teeth for a few years now as she's been dealing with this family trauma. And when she came into the office and she had a replacement for those teeth. So something, uh, we call it a flipper in the dental world. So those of you who are my dental colleagues, you know, she was wearing a flipper and it was replacing a few of her anterior teeth. But of course, in order for me to assess her teeth and to assess how we were going to improve her smile and set her up for success for her dentist to continue to replace those missing teeth, I needed her to take this flipper out. 
It was almost as painful for her to remove the flipper as it was for her to be re-traumatized by these triggers of her family pain and the trauma that her family has gone through. Just that embarrassment and shame of missing some front teeth with no you know, judgment around it from my part, but the fear and the shame that was existing within inside of her was really difficult for her to overcome just for me to be able to look inside her mouth without that flipper there. In fact, we take photographs at every new patient exam and then we share the photographs with our patients so we can show them on the bigger screen what it is that I see and how I can help them. And looking at those images, she she couldn't. We had to turn them off. It was too painful for her to even face her fear and her shame with the visual of seeing her smile without the flipper in place. That pain and that shame was so uncomfortable, but once we were able to create a safe space for her and to give her an opportunity to share her story, I could see the relief just sliding off of her. You know, it's like Brene Brown said, she said that shame cannot exist when it is exposed. When we have something fearful or shameful inside of us and we have the courage to let it out, it can't survive. You know, we know that from fear work. Something I teach in one of my fear workshops is the first step in facing fear is speaking it, acknowledging it, checking out that monster under the bed. You know, we know it's down there, but if we don't address it, if we don't take a look under the bed, that monster grows teeth, it grows claws. It becomes so much bigger than the reality is. And simply by naming your fear, your shame, because that's what shame really is. It's a fear of judgment. It's a fear of a truth about you that you're not willing to own. Naming your fear and your shame just immediately takes out the sting. And this is where the healing of common humanity steps in. When we can share with one another and be there for one another despite the fear, despite the shame, despite the impending judgment or the doom that we're so afraid of, that's when the healing starts. Do you see me for who I am? Do you accept me for who I am? Sometimes we're so afraid to even put ourselves out there to find out. That's where this common humanity and why we need one another. I know that we said goodbye to a few friendships. I know we said goodbye to a few communities. I know that during COVID, we actually realized we were way overcommitted and we were doing too much. And I'm including social commitments in that statement. But there's something that we need in that space as well. I see it in the teenagers in my office. It's so fascinating to me. I'm going to be so interested in a few years' time when psychological research comes out and we start seeing the research papers addressing the impact of social isolation on teenagers during COVID, during this most critical developmental stage. Every single one of my teenage patients were negatively impacted by the isolation that they experienced. 
it's without a doubt has left an indelible mark on them. And I just know that they're going to need one another to get through this. They're going to need to share their stories. They're going to need to be vulnerable. And, you know, this is why social media is so powerful. We look through social media to see, is there someone out there like me? Because the fear is, I am all alone. That's what we tell ourselves. Isn't that what we end up saying to ourselves all the time? I'm all alone. There's no one out there like me. And it's not true. But when we can find each other through common humanity, when we can share and expose that vulnerability, that underbelly that we're so afraid to show, we find commonality. We find that we're not alone. When we see ourselves in other people, we feel less alone. Because the truth is, none of us are alone. Not a single one of us. Not in anything that you've experienced. Now, it might have a different flavor, a different timeline, a different intensity, a different impact on you. But really, anything you can imagine, someone else has experienced before. You are not alone. I think when we tell ourselves we're alone, we isolate ourselves to such a degree that it feels so impending and so enormous. And when we see that we really are so much more alike than we think we are, it gives us a little bit of forgiveness. That's the difference between self-compassion and self-pity. Self-pity says, poor me, I'm all alone. Self-compassion says, wait a minute, I'm a human being. I'm just experiencing a human moment here. I'm not alone. I am just experiencing humanity here. You know that phrase, it's only human? Well, that's where it comes from because humans experience so many things. I mean, things that we're most afraid of and we're most ashamed of are those things where we feel inadequate or like we've done something wrong. That's such a human emotion. The truth is, we're always doing things wrong. <laughs> it's how we learn. It's how we grow. There's common humanity in that. I have to share with you this beautiful quote from Albert Einstein that I found that just speaks to this so beautifully. He says, a human being is part of the whole called by us, universe, a part of limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separate from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to the affection of a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its bounty. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in. But it can actually get worse. 
This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. I think he said, and it's beauty, but I think it could be both, bounty and beauty. It's so interesting that he's also referring to compassion outside of ourselves. Because when we recognize that we are a part of this common humanity, that if it's okay that you make mistakes, then it's okay that I make mistakes. And if it's okay that I make mistakes, then I have to have a compassion knowing that you will make mistakes too. So fascinating that the common humanity works in both directions. If we can have self-compassion and a knowing that we're all in this together, that we're not alone, then we can have compassion for others as well. Because feelings of inadequacy and disappointment are universal. Hell, they're daily sometimes, depending on where you are. But remembering that we're all in this together, that's why community is so powerful. It's such a great tool for healing. It's why I love my group coaching classes because there's an idea of I get to watch you go through this and you get to watch me go through this and we can share in each other's experiences and I can see I am not alone in this. In orthodontics, we have this idea of an open bay concept where multiple patients are treated in one room at a time and we're receiving so much growth from one another and so much strength in a situation where we get to watch and observe and model for one another how to go through these challenging experiences. It's a great opportunity for younger kids to become more comfortable because there's that sense of common humanity. I'm going through this you're going through this, I'm not alone. And isn't it interesting? When we tell ourselves, I am not alone, it gives us some courage. It gives us some strength. It gives us a sense of resilience. Because if someone else went through this experience and they came out on the other side, there is hope for me. Because if I'm not the only one going through this right now, there is hope for me. Common humanity gives us hope, gives us support, gives us strength when we most need it. The interesting thing is, in order to find that common humanity, we need to have courage to share our own vulnerability. Because When you show up to relationships or conversations on a surface level, then you're only finding surface level conversations outside of you. You're not finding out, you're not exposing the fear and the shame and the vulnerability that you need to in order to find somebody else out there who's like you. This happens a lot in our profession, in dentistry, and especially in business ownership. We put up such a front of trying to be something that is, oh, a good sell. 
I mean, even in, in dentistry, there's even more, there's a deeper reason for it. I want you to feel safe in my hands. So I have to give you the impression that I got this down. I am all confident. You are safe with me. Even for our team members, we feel like we have to put on this persona of there are no cracks in this outer layer because you are safe in your job. You are safe with me. So you can have confidence on this team. So we've been studying this overconfidence. We've been studying this denial of insecurities, this denial of anything less than perfectionism. Once again, we know there is no such thing as perfectionism. And the irony of it is when we allow for some vulnerability is when we make true human connections. That's when we make true relationship ties that's when we see true growth and healing. I think that it's so interesting to me that as humans, we want to put on so much strength and a front of courage, a front of having everything perfect. And it's the exact opposite that we need in order to support common humanity in order to support the strength and the resilience that we gain from one another. And isn't that interesting too? We actually cannot do it all alone. Fascinating. You know, it reminds me, when I was first starting Embrace Orthodontics, my orthodontic practice, I remember thinking, how am I going to do everything? How am I going to do it all? And here I am sitting in front of you, and many people say to me, Taryn, how do you do it all? How do you have three businesses? How do you have a podcast and an orthodontic practice and three kids and a coaching business and you're writing these amazing courses? How do you speak on stage and do motivational speaking? How do you do it all? The answer is I don't. I have a whole team of support around me. And that team is not just my incredible nanny who saves my life every day of my life. And Lynn, if you're listening, you know I love you and I am so enormously grateful to you. But it's also my team at Embrace. They run that ship so smoothly and so beautifully. I am so grateful. I do not do it all on my own. In fact, I don't even do my emotions all on my own. I have an enormous support group. I have my own coaches. I don't even just have one coach. I have multiple coaches. Not one aspect of my life do I do alone. And that's where I find my enormous strength. There's another quote by, um, I think it was, hmm, I can't remember now who this quote is by, but it's beautiful. And please, if you can identify the origin of this quote, please email me and let me know. Oh, I'm gutted now that I can't remember exactly who said this, but she said, I stand as one, but I come as 10,000. I mean, how beautiful is that? And that's the truth. She was speaking at the time about all the women who came before her. She was speaking about all those lives that were lived before her, her mothers, her sisters, her grandparents, all the women who had broken barriers before her, and actually all the women after. 
And she was saying that she didn't stand alone and she used that as her strength, her resilience. And that is how I feel every single day. And I believe that's where our healing comes. When we give ourselves the opportunity to share our shame, to share our vulnerability, we find each other in one another. We see each other. And that's all we really want in this life is to be seen. I just want you to see me for who I am. And then I want you to accept me. Accept me and love me. And that is the greatest gift we can give ourselves is to allow ourselves to see ourselves in all our grandeur and all our fallibility and still to have unconditional love for ourselves. Ha, that is nirvana. That is the challenge. And if you're not there yet, sister, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Neither am I, but it is a journey I believe in. It is a journey I believe deeply in. And I believe in the power of self-compassion. And once again, that self-compassion can only happen in this air of common humanity. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whoever you are, just know that you are not alone. And if you're feeling that pit of fear or pain or shame, share it. You are safe. Share it and you will find your resources and your community. Share it and you will find your healing. But when we bottle it up, we hide it and we push it back under the bed, that monster keeps growing. And remember that when you feel good, when you feel good about yourself, you can take actions that are positive actions. It's feeling good that we're reaching for. And it feels good to speak it. It feels good to get it out. It feels good to find someone else who can be a mirror for you and who can say, hey, you're not alone. I've been there too. Imagine a world where every time you feel this pain, this shame, this fear, you had the courage to express it, to share it, and then to find a community of like-minded men and women who can support you in that journey. That is why we need one another. Sending you so much love, my friends. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember... Today is going to be a great day.